Welcome to the Mindstream. I'm Janet Doucette. Today I'm discussing mindfulness meditation and the experience of compassion. Zen Master Dogen says, See each thing in this world as a moment in time. Things do not hinder one another, just as moments do not hinder one another. What is mindfulness? Mindfulness is the readiness and willingness to be present each and every moment. Learning to be present with what is happening right now allows us to experience the events that are actually occurring, not the ones we think will occur, or the ones that have already occurred. In other words, mindfulness is paying attention on purpose. Mindfulness is not the practice of making your thoughts go away. It's not the practice of erasing your mind. In fact, when thoughts arise in meditation, it's considered good news. Now you can engage in a mindfulness practice. Begin by simply noticing when you're having thoughts. Expand your practice into noticing when you participate with these thoughts and when you don't. Notice when your thoughts dissolve away. Being mindful is the ability to notice what is happening with your thoughts bringing your attention to the process of noticing this moment now is the practice of awareness. Mindfulness meditation helps us to develop this awareness. Thoughts cloud our capacity to have a clear mind. Our untrained minds focus our attention on the content of these thoughts as they arise. We would like to have clarity peace, and calmness in our lives, but our minds are like untamed wild horses leaping at the bit, dashing down the road, and running away with us. What would it be like to let thoughts pass through our minds as they surface? How much serenity and peace would we have if our awareness was not distracted by meaningless thoughts and our participation with them? It turns out that we have many minds, The problem with most of us is that when we try to bring more happiness and fullness into our lives is that we change our minds a lot. And I don't mean that we have the same mind that changes from moment to moment as many people in our culture believe. It appears that we actually do have many minds. We keep swapping these minds out from moment to moment, and we're not skilled in keeping them straight. In fact, we're not really sure which one we're thinking with most of the time. For example... When your thoughts seem to run away with you and chatter incessantly, you have wild horse mind. And when you feel you are seeing things in a focused way, you have a clear mind. When you are compassionate toward yourself and others and are focused on tranquility and peace, you have a peaceful mind. When you feel empowered and able to see new possibilities, you have a creative mind. When you have an untrained mind, You're not aware that you're changing or shifting these many minds around a lot. Learning to harness your awareness means you can shift into whatever mind you want when you choose to. In both tranquility and mindfulness meditation practices, we hone the skill of our beginner mind, and this allows us to return our attention to our focused breathing. Most of us would not prefer to be thoughtless in the sense of behaving in an inconsiderate manner. Yet allowing thoughts 
to pass through our minds without feeling attached to their content, without participating with them, can be a form of beneficial thoughtlessness. How do we let go of thoughts? How are we to not be disturbed by troublesome, anxious, and annoying thoughts? How does one stop participating with these thoughts? These concerns seem to plague most people's attempts to meditate. In fact, we're even more disturbed by our thoughts of being disturbed. When we view the world as jagged, broken, disturbing, or annoying, we are influencing how we view the world. In fact, we cannot see it any other way but broken and disturbing. We need to develop our observer mind. When we are engaged in having thoughts, we are rarely looking at the thoughts we are having. We are participating with the thoughts instead. We let those thoughts stream out of our mind like wild horses. If we have a random anxious thought, for example, we can then have another. We can get ourselves really worked up over these anxious thoughts that we're having. Participating occurs throughout our body minds. Our bodies get into the action. And now when we're participating with our anxious thoughts, our bodies tense up. Our hearts beat a little faster or a lot faster. Now we are fertile ground for even more anxious thoughts. Regardless of the types of thoughts we are having, anxious, frustrated, resentful, sad, we ramp ourselves up by participating with them. We don't have to join in with a random thought regardless of its content or emotional spin. The question we need to ask ourselves is, is it happening now? This can immediately break the hold of a random thought. Most likely, whatever thought you're having is not happening right now. If it were happening now, you'd be most likely taking an action or determining not to take an action. It is said we spend a great deal of time dwelling in the past and beckoning the future, fruitlessly stressing ourselves out. We miss what is going on right now. In mindfulness meditation or vipassana, we train our minds to look at the thoughts we are having. When we set aside time to practice noticing our thoughts, we hone the skill of our observer minds. We actively practice non-participation with these thoughts because our focus is simply on noticing them. So it's actually fortunate to have some to work with. The observer mind knows how to look at itself. This mind looking at mind can be quite an interesting and revealing practice. What would it be like to have a mind full of awareness? Awareness is the expansion of the observer mind to notice more than simply having thoughts. Awareness is the ability to examine both the thoughts that we are having and the stillness that is occurring between these thoughts. As you continue in your mindfulness practice, you are engaging the exercise of your observer mind. And as you do this, you'll begin to notice your thoughts are not running away with you as much as they used to. You'll also begin to notice, in post-meditation, you're not being as bothered by your thoughts as you used to be. In fact, you might not even be bothered by the thoughts and actions and words of others as you used to be. It turns out that you're filling your mind up with awareness. There's less and less room for random runaway thoughts. 
Mindfulness meditation strengthens your observer mind. Runaway thoughts are not representative of our authentic selves. I want to unfold. I don't want to be folded anywhere. Because where I am folded, there I am untrue. Rainer Maria Rilke We are crippled by these unruly thoughts, and if we participate with them unconsciously, we are living in the crumpled folds of our own lives. Mindfulness meditation allows us to unfold and begin focusing our attention and gaining a direct experience of our true selves. Turns out that a little Zen now and then can be helpful. Zen meditation offers a different perspective to our endeavor of being mindful. It is a pristine dose of reality. In its practice, we learn that we can look directly at something, whether in our minds or in our day-to-day lives. This reality approach does not involve convincing or persuading ourselves to see things in any particular way other than what is right there. The value of this practice is in its immediacy. Zen meditation unwraps appearances and sharply hones an immediacy of what is. When we have practiced this form of meditation, we find it harder and harder to participate with the what-ifs in our lives. So a little Zen now and then can be quite beneficial. It does turn out that there are some side effects of mindfulness practices. And just like any approach, it's good to know the risk-to-benefit ratios. Some of these side effects are quite interesting. The more we practice mindfulness meditation, the more we notice we are becoming quite adept at noticing our thoughts and noticing the stillness of our minds in between those thoughts. We begin thinking, Wow, what a great meditation I just had! or some variation of that assessment, and this can go on quite a while. Beware. Then all of a sudden, just when we're feeling quite confident of our capacity for mindfulness, we simply can't sit in meditation without feeling agitated. We suddenly lose our ability to stay focused on our breath. We may find ourselves thinking, what a terrible meditation this is. I don't think I can meditate anymore. Meditation's not working for me. Our capacity for insight has just grown. It has grown into the challenge of noticing the thoughts we are having about meditation. Mindfulness meditation is simply noticing what is happening right now. If we are assessing our meditation to be either good or bad, successful or unsuccessful, we are very fortunate to be having the opportunity to develop non-judgment. Our meditations are neither good nor bad, they just are. Letting go of these assessments means exercising non-judgment. What a wonderful experience we can now bring into our daily lives. As we develop non-judgment, we become more aware that we have more patience with ourselves and others in our day-to-day lives. Patience allows us to be more at ease, more of the time. This practice of mindfulness meditation is so much more than simply reducing frustration and anxiety and stress. It is giving us the tools to become quite patient and observant with ourselves and others.
as these tools of non-judgment and patience become more familiar to us, both in our meditation practice and our post-meditation daily lives, we begin to notice our noticing. We become observant of our observing mind. We notice flashes of insight that help us prevent ourselves from being triggered so easily by the annoyances of the past. In fact, in the very moment we notice ourselves being triggered by the person, places, and things that have habitually given rise to frustration, sadness, anxiety, or impatience, our capacity for awareness is being honed. Here we go again and again, but each time our awareness sharpens. It sharpens because each time these troublesome feelings occur, it is a reminder that we need to be compassionate with ourselves for having this moment again. Compassion is born from our willingness to allow ourselves to learn and to be learners of our own lives. We are finally able to remember, right here in the moment, that in meditation we often have to begin again. It is our beginner mind that leads us back to compassion. No shame, no blame. Just begin again. I'd like to end this podcast with another poem. I swear the earth shall be complete to him or her who shall be complete. The earth remains jagged and broken only to him or her who remains jagged and broken. Wise words from Walt Whitman. Thanks for joining me today for a few splashes in the Mindstream. For more information on living an inspired life, or if you wish to download our online workshops on mindfulness meditation, tranquility meditation, and other techniques, please visit us at www.mindstreaming.net.